brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Time to own the Audi you've always wanted. Because until February 28th, you can enjoy the Audi Q2 with a complimentary convenience pack, saving you over €2,600. So, all you have to do is choose the color. Call into your local Audi dealer during the 191 sales event. Terms and conditions apply while stocks last. everybody and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Jets Radio. This is one of your hosts, Tyson Roush. And as you know, free agency has started and there is a ton to talk about. So if you want to call in and talk Revis, Harvin, Brandon Marshall, David Harris, Bilal Powell, whatever you want to talk about, we'll talk to you about it. So the call in number is 929-477-2651. On Twitter, we're at Talk Jets Radio. So without further ado... Let's introduce our man that has a big plan, Joe from Long Beach. What's up, man? <laughs> hey, how's it going, man? How's it going, man? This is this is awesome. Free agency is a buzz. Everything's moving so fast, man. I'm ready to just talk. Let's talk football. Let's talk Jets, man. You know, and we're going to talk about you know James Carpenter and Buster Screen and everything else. But I mean, we'd be foolish not to start with the topic of the day, which is all Revis all the time. And and Joe, <laughs> let me just say this. Woody Johnson has painted this organization in, in, into a, a corner at this point with this negotiation. This team is clearly all in. 
They want him. They've put their face and name all over this. If they do not get him, it is the ultimate letdown. It, it's, it's a kick in the ass for McCagnan, for Woody, for everybody else because they're, they're front and center. They're, they're making it about coming home. They're making it about you're the face of the franchise. I'm ready for Woody Johnson to give Darrell Rivas naming rights to the stadium at this point to get him to sign here. Joe, it, it's a risky proposition by taking this route, don't you think? Absolutely. And, and the money that you're going to have to give him is going to be crazy. Um, it's just so much flying around about him. Like you said, it's all Revis all the time. We're going all the way in. I mean, he, he's got to get the deal done at this point. You know, a lot of the guys that we wanted have, have, are gone. Uh, Byron Maxwell has been signed. There's a couple other guys that have been signed too. It's like, man, they're going to have to throw, they're going to have to throw boatloads of cash at him, man. This, this is going to get crazy. Well, the, the the report now is that he has you know, there's an offer supposedly three years, forty eight million dollars, forty million guaranteed. The speculation is that it is the Jets, um, but you know if they have the cap space, they have the cash to spend. If you want to front load a contract and say give him twenty million dollars in year one or something like that, that would make sense if you really want to land him that bad. But man, it, it, you're talking monumental money for a guy that you could probably get three players for if you're going to spend. You know, sixteen million a year, don't you think? I mean, that's—I understand he's top of the market. Some of the other guys are gone. You know, we got Buster Screen. There's, there's, you know, there's a couple, you know, Culliver's still out there. But Joe, that's that's you're talking mega money for this guy that we've both expressed concerns about. You know, his age, things like that. I mean, it's, whew. I mean, what are your thoughts? Are you okay with it? If they, if they, I mean, we're all going to welcome him back, but would you be okay with it? I mean, you'd almost you'd be forced into being okay with it. You'd have to welcome him back <laughs> if they sign him. But I, I've said this all free agency is that he's not necessarily the guy that we needed. Like you said, we, we have other needs on this team, other holes that we need to fill, um, particularly on our offensive line. Um, and a lot of guys, I, I thought if we were going to throw a cash at a guy, it should have been, it should have been Mike Alipati. It should have been him. You should have overpaid him if you had to, to bring him in. But you know, that slipped away and got away from us. There's other guys that slipped away and got away from us too. It's just like throwing cash at this one guy, that amount of money, don't get me wrong, he, he is the best corner in the game, but he's not the only corner in the game. He's not the only guy that can cover somebody out here. And it's just you know, just the, the amount of money you have to throw at him is just it's crazy. No, it is. And then like, now, like I said, I think we both – the Jets are all in now. They're all in, and mm-hmm. they've got to make it happen. I think the primary competition is going to be the New England Patriots. I don't think the Raiders or Eagles are going to swoop in. It's going to be do you want to chase the rings or do you want to chase the money? That's what it comes down to. And my fear now – now that the Jets are all in, is that Woody's going to go above and beyond now. Now he's going to say, you know what, we'll make it $48 million guaranteed. And, you know, just almost the Patriots are almost playing the Jets to raise the price tag more and then let us walk away with him with this hefty contract. I mean, can you see that happening? Exactly. And that was, that was another thing I was going to say was that you, you're playing right into the past hand. Because at this point, we're all in. It's us, it's them. Um, and we can just keep going back and forth because, you know, we're both in the same division. We're long-time rivals. Everyone, I hate, we hate the Patriots, so it's like you got to stick it to them. And if this is how we got to do it, if i got to throw cash and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to one-up you, what do you do it? He'll, he'll pay the cash to, to, you know, he'll break the bank to get the guy, but he might just break, you know, portions of this team off too if he's, if he's trying to go after Revis like this. So it's, it's, it's tough, man. It's really, really tough when you throw cash at a guy like this. 
And the other thing, too, is, you know, we've all talked about Antonio Camardi coming back. And you know Camardi's just sitting back and watching. Because once Revis leaves, and say, well, not say once he leaves, if the Patriots do re-sign him or he goes back there, Camardi's going to be like, hey, show me the money. Now everybody sees the kind of money the Jets are willing to pay for a corner. Because now they're going to say, hey, listen, you're going to give Revis $15 million a year, $16 million a year? I want 10 I want 8 I want 9 How are you going to say no? We, you know we're desperate. I mean, so I mean that that's an issue I have, and I guess we can go into this now. Is you know they they signed Buster Screen today, you know four years, twenty five million, and the, the minute they signed him, the the backlash on Twitter, positive and negative, was crazy. Some guys are saying, you know what, he's twenty six years old, he could play the slot, he could play outside, he's a press man corner, he's physical, he's great. But the other guy is saying he's five nine and a penalty machine. I mean, it's just like there was the the the, 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 the contrast. And evaluations of Buster Screen was ridiculous. I mean, what is your take on the signing? I, I think it was a solid signing. I think he's a solid corner. Um, I know that, you know, Bowles definitely was instrumental in this signing. He's a guy that, that scouted him, probably looked at him and said, hey, this guy's talented. I watched a couple of games when he was with the Browns. He, he, he's not a bad corner at all. He's not a bad corner at all. So I thought it was a very solid signing by him. Yeah, I mean, it's for me. He's not. He's not your number one. He's not the. I mean, he's getting paid good money, but in this free agent market, they're all getting paid. So you can't say, okay, mm-hmm. you're you're making that kind of money. You're make. You know, you're going to be a starter. No, you're going to be a second or a third corner. You're going to play the slot. I think it's good for competition. I think he'll he'll flourish in Todd Bowles' system. I don't really have a huge problem for, it, especially for the money. It's not like they went out and gave him Byron Maxwell money. So I'm not completely. You know, pissed off about it. I think the Jets still have to sign somebody else, which is you know obviously they're going after Revis. If not, I mean Cromartie. We've mentioned guys in past shows, Walter Thurman, and players like that. I mean, you know Chris Culliver, Parrish Cox. There's guys out there, Draymond Williams. But I mean, Joe, for me, he's not the end all be all. He's a piece of the puzzle, and we still need another guy, if not even two more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and and another thing with Cromartie is this is kind of the same game that we played with him when we whipped on Namdi a couple of years ago. Um, yep. and, and we were left you were left with him and then he upped his price. <laughs> and that's exactly the thing I think he's gonna do here if we whip on Revis. And that's it's just scary. We're really playing a, a game of chicken that could really jack up our, our, our cap and really jack up our future here. So, you know, Steins, like I said, I think he was a solid signing. Um, you know, hopefully some of our secondary can come back healthy as well and we'll we'll kinda of see what we can get out of him. But I, I think we're doing okay. We just gotta figure this Revis thing out. Yeah, we do, and it's like he's not holding us hostage because I have a feeling this will be resolved within 24 hours. Hopefully it's tonight so we can all sleep, but, you know, it's like the, the concern is that say he goes back, Cromartie signs in Dallas, and then you're like, uh-oh, are we going to overpay for oh. Culliver? You know, then what do we do? So it's, it's a lot of moving pieces, but the other thing, too, is we kind of seem to forget we still have Dexter McDougal, we still have D. Milner, we still have Marcus Williams, we still have young guys on this team. So there's going to be a, a bevy of competition, which is a good thing, and I understand everybody rolls their eyes when you hear about Milner and McDougal, but the fact is they're going to be on the team and they're going to be competing. If they're healthy, they're bodies that we can hope, you know, stir up competition, and then maybe they can start. So, you know, it, it's a lot of, like you said, a lot of moving pieces. Um, and the next we can go for is, you know, the, the offensive line the Jets addressed. And, Joe, I want to start out with this. The Jets did miss out on Ayupati and Franklin, and they got ripped for it. Oh, the Jets couldn't finish the deal. They blew it. Let's face it. Just because they show interest, if a player wants to stay in the West, on the West Coast, what can the Jets do about that? There's certain things that are out of your control. I mean, you know, like 
it's not like the Jets brought in Iowa party, showed them, you know, five steak dinners, which we'll talk about later, Joe. They, they didn't do any of that. They didn't court him. They didn't do anything else. And they just couldn't land it because they didn't get a chance to. So don't start ripping Mike McHagney because they couldn't land Iowa party. The fact of the matter is we were never even in play. It wasn't even an option. So, you know, we went ahead and started. We, we signed James Carpenter, first-round pick in Seattle. And, man, Joe, this, this one is – I'm going to be nice and say this. It's four years, $20 million. I think he's going to play left guard, and I think he's going to be battling for, a comp, battling for the starting spot. I don't think he's a right-in starter right off the bat. What, what is your take on this? Yeah, um, the same thing I thought about Ayupati. You know, we missed out on him. We missed out on him. That's fine. You know, we can we can also address those needs in the draft. So Ayupati, Franklin, those guys were just off the table. Carpenter is a guy that I see. He's not a bad guard at all. He's not bad. He struggles in the run game, though. I watch the off a lot. Struggles in the run game, uh, gets his hands on guys. He doesn't really get a drive on them. But in the pass game, he is a guy that can definitely pass block fairly well. He will fit. In as a left guard, as you said, that, that's going to be his position here. And he's going to be battling probably with winners. But I think he can beat winners out for sure because he's a better pass blocker than winners, hands down. Um, but he's got to improve his run game. He also has a problem with his conditioning too. So if, if we can push him and we can have him come in and he's in shape um, and, and you got guys staying on him and he just slightly improves his run block where it's average to a little bit above average, I think he's going to be a solid left guard for us. He's not a, he's not a high body. He's not a guy that's going to blow your doors off. Um, but, but he's solid enough to be on that left side, and he, he can do, do his job pretty well. Yeah, our, our good friend Dante Robinson, um, an agent for Elite Sports, he, he was tweeting us last night saying, listen, he's good in pass protection. He's a little bit inconsistent mm-hmm. against the run. He's got a nasty mm-hmm. streak in him. You know, he, he's a physical player. And I think the, the comparisons are Willie Cologne. You know, it's like, you know, it's basically the same kind of guy. You know, it's, it, it, it's, it's, you know, he's good for depth. He's competition. He's feisty. But there are concerns. And, you know, the other concern is, too, is injuries and conditioning. And that's, you know, that, that's conditioning. You're hoping that the Jets coaching staff stays on top of him with that. But, you know, again, it's a depth move. It's not the big name you want. I mean, Clint Bowling's still available uh, as of now. I mean, the things from now are just crazy. You never know what's going to change. But, you know, it's a – it's a move that's going to be scrutinized, and you just got to hope that the Jets can maximize his potential. Yeah, I mean, he, he like like we said, he'd be an added guy, and you're hoping that he can come in and get you something, uh, something better than what we've gotten in the past from an offensive line. So we'll see what we can get from him for sure. Okay, before we go into more of today's moves, we're going to bring on our good friend, and I know why he's calling him before. So before we introduce our next <laughs> caller, we're going we're going to play a little song for him. For the, for our weekly listeners, our next caller, Jason from Fire com, and I made a bet with our good friend Joe here about the status of Percy Harvin and where he was going to be on the first day of free agency. Well, Joe and Jason, Percy Harvin is no longer a member of the New York Jets. So, Jason, how hungry are you, man, for a nice big fat steak? Uh, you know what? I, I was uh, I was hungrier before for sure. I just picked up some jerk chicken, though, so I'm doing pretty good tonight. But I'm definitely uh, thinking about that nice sizzling steak that's going to be uh, coming our way. Sure. <laughs> Jason, well, welcome to the show. And what are your thoughts? I mean, the Jets made some moves. You know, they got Screen, they got Carpenter, they re-signed Powell, the Brandon Marshall trade. What are some of your thoughts on these? 
Oh, man. I mean, look, we, we talked about this uh, last week. Uh, you know, I, I, I want to see the, the, the whole picture that's, that's painted in the end before I really go, you know, too crazy with, with any of it, with, with how um, happy I am or upset with certain moves. But love the Brandon Marshall trade. Um, I mean, just starting there. I love the way it started off. I mean, I, I you know, I, I was happy they brought back Harris. Um, you know, I thought that, uh, you know, good leader for sure on the defense. Um, and then, you know, as, as the, the pieces started kind of chipping away here on, on the free agency and we started seeing guys that, you know, Joe and I were talking about last week, Yopati and, you know, some of those guys going off the board. I mean, look, when you, when you look at the, the surplus of cash that the Jets had and you were trying to, you know, put together what we as fans wanted. I mean, you you hit it on the head before, Tyson. I mean, basically, just because we want to get certain guys and we think guys would be a, a good fit for the system, the McCordys and the Upadis, and we have cash to throw at them, doesn't mean that they necessarily are going to want to come here. So, you know, people are going crazy on Twitter, killing McCagden and already. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, we we it, it took us two years before we started crushing, uh, you know, Isaac like that. But I mean. You know, you got to be fair about it at the same time. I mean, you know, the the guy, you know, you, you got to kind of accept that certain guys just aren't going to come here, and then, you know, you have to readjust your plan accordingly and 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 keep moving on the fly. Now, I wasn't a huge fan of of exactly what's going on, you know, or exactly what's going to happen here at Revis because we've all been involved in these Revis contract negotiations. You know, this is I feel like this is like deja vu time ten. You know, so like. I didn't want to throw all that money at Revis, um, you know, previously because we were talking about all the other all the other guys that we wanted to get involved with. But now all those guys are gone. I mean, we might as well go after Revis. And at this point, you're exactly right, Tyson. I mean, we better we better land him because if not, oh man, <laughs> I don't I, I don't even want to see what's going to go on. So I might have to just deactivate my account and go do something else for a couple of days. I don't even want to see what's going on. <laughs> okay. Jay, what, what do you think about Buster Scrime? What do you think about our signing of him as well? Well, I mean, Buster Scrime, as as a as a nickelback or as a slot guy, you know, it, it gave him a lot of money. I mean, but I'm okay with that um, as long as he's not our, you know, number one guy that we bring in and fix our, our you know, defensive backfield situation. I mean, if we get Revis and Scrine or Revis Cromartie and Scrine, I mean, it, I mean, I don't even know what you do with all those defensive backs um, when you add them to the Milners and, and the McDougals and, you know, even the, the, the younger guys that, you know, deserve a chance to at least, uh, you know, try and get, and get a spot on the team. Um, so you're going to have a, a huge – I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I, I agree with you. There, there's a, a bevy of talent. I think it's like if you get Revis, they may just go Revis screen and then take the young guys. But, Jay, the, the question I have for you, and the Eagles made a trade today that I still don't honestly understand what the hell they did. With They got Bradford. They traded Foles. There's draft picks. There's If they cut them, they don't owe money. They, I, I don't know what happened. All I know is that Bradford is an Eagle now. What is your mm-hmm. take on the Jets quarterback position where it seems like, in theory, Ryan's the Fitzpatrick is going to be the guy when he gets cut from Houston. But do you think the Eagles have some kind of plan where they're going to just turn around and ship Bradford back out so they can get up to get Mariota? Or what's your take on that whole situation? It's it's completely mind-boggling what they're doing over there. I can't figure out what Chip Kelly's doing, man. I don't even I don't even know if Chip Kelly knows what he's doing. But I don't think they just need to take their cell phone at this point and just kind of let him take a little break, man. I think he's just getting crazy. But, 
I mean, we have guys like that in our fantasy league that just make trades for the sake of making trades. And, it, you know, you look at it like, what the hell is this guy doing? But um, I don't know, man. I, you know, I, I, you know how I feel about Bradford. I would love to get him on the Jets if they, for some reason, cut him. Oh, my God, that would be the best-case scenario because you know he's not going to get $12 million from the Jets. I mean, maybe we can get him on a, on, you know, on, on a, uh, on a team-friendly deal. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's been such a crazy day, guys. I, you know, every time I refreshed the, uh, the the Twitter feed, there was something else to talk about. It was crazy. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. You know, from the from Is from there... all the other trades, the Jimmy Graham and the, and the quarterbacks, you know, that that got traded, and, and just, I mean, all the signings. It just, it, my, I have a headache right now from from all the craziness going on. But, um, you know, I, I'll tell you what. I'll, the other thing I want to talk about was the offensive linemen. Um, I don't know. One of our guys is from Seattle, um, or is from this area, but lives in Seattle now. So he's definitely familiar with, uh, you know, he, he watches all the Seahawks games and everything out there. Um, was not a fan of, of of that signing at all, and uh, I'm I, I can't speak on it intelligently. I don't really know too much about him, but I kind of defer. He he was not a fan of uh, when we went out and got. Uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank. The uh, Bruno. Uh, no, Giacomini. He was not a fan of that yep. at all when we signed him, and and was saying that the Seahawks fans were laughing at him. Um, his, you know, his his buddies and everything that they got Giacomini, and now this year, uh, you know, this guy means like he's, he's saying the same thing about him you were saying about Giacomini a year ago. So I trust his opinion. Um, you know, he tells me the guy. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Is stiff, and he's not. You know, he he he's got weight problems. He's got you know. He, but that you know. That said, I mean, look, he 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 grades well, I guess, on in, in pass protection, but not great against the run. I heard. Um, <laughs> Jay, I don't know. Sometimes, I, I, sometimes you know, sometimes you can't make chicken salad out of certain things. You know what I mean? So it's like there, yeah. there's a there's a lot there's a lot of a lot of things that are good about him, and there's sev- there's several things that are that are worrisome, like inconsistent against the run, the injuries, the conditioning issues. You know, it's like it's basically Willie Colon part two, just younger, which could be good and could be bad. We just got to hope that the Jets, you know, the coaching staff works on him. He keeps improving, and, and we move on. Jay, before we let you go, is there a free agent that you're looking – is there a guy that you want to – other than Revis that you want to get in the fold? Man, I mean, I'm just looking at, like, guys that, that – uh... The guys that are still left that I think can can help. I mean, what's going on with Jason World? Why isn't anyone? I mean, you don't even hear a peep about him. And uh, you know, I, I, I I'm not saying that that he he's the greatest fit for what we need right now, but um, I, I if if nobody's calling him, I, it's bizarre. And obviously, I would like to see us. I mean, look if we can if we can get out of this with Cromartie, Rebus, and Screen, 
I mean, problem solved in our defensive backfield, right? So um, I'd like to see us maybe, you know, kick the tires on Cromartie. You know, I, I know we have been kind of, but it's been a weird day with him too. He's talking about Dallas and, you know, but I don't know how much of that's posturing just to kind of increase the value and, and scare, you know, say kind of draw up some urgency and, you know, increase your value. And that's why I think a lot of that was when all of a sudden all these teams started jumping in on Revis late. You know, all of a sudden they were talking about the Packers and the Steelers and Buffalo and, you know, those guys didn't have the money to do it's all, it. So. It's, all, it's all part of free agency, man. It's all about driving up the price tag. <laughs> Jason, thank you for calling. we got a couple callers on the line. Thank you for calling in, man. And once Joe gets his act ironed out, we'll be organizing the steak dinner. I can't <laughs> wait, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to you later, Jay. All right, guys. You know, and, and Joe, he touched on a lot of different things here. And the, the one mm-hmm. thing that is kind of interesting is, it will go to it now, is is the quarterback position. You know, Hoyer and Mallett went to Houston, which was kind of surprising that, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to touch on that. But now it looks like the next guy in line for us is going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, if everything goes according to plan. It's either that or it's going to be a guy like, you know, Matt Moore or, you know, Colt McCoy, because, you know, Jake Locker retired, which was completely surprising. So now it's like, you know, are you a believer in Fitzpatrick for now? He's familiar with Chan Gailey. You know, his best years were under Chan Gailey. He was serviceable last year. I can make an argument that he was better than Brian Hoyer last year. What is your take on Fitzpatrick as a Jets quarterback? Yes, and I've talked about him in previous shows as well. Fitzpatrick would be one a guy that I think could come in here, really compete with Geno, and possibly beat him on a be a starter. I think he's a He's a game manager guy. You know, nothing really wild you about him. He, he'll make smart decisions. He's not going to throw a bunch of interceptions. Um, so that's just kind of my, my take on him. He's a guy we can bring in, a stopgap guy, sign him for maybe a two, maybe three-year deal, and you're looking for your next actual franchise quarterback to kind of grow behind him. Another guy, and I'm, I'm pulling up a presentation. I got my PowerPoint. I got his fan club up. We're working on all his social media pages. It's Colt McCoy, baby. I'm talking about Colt McCoy. I've been talking about Colt McCoy. I'd like to bring him in as well. I think he's an extremely smart quarterback. He did some things with the Washington Redskins last year, especially in that Cowboy game when he beat the Cowboys. When he showed you that he can make throws, he can still be a game, another game manager guy, a smart guy that's going to come in, learn your offense pretty fast, and he's going to compete with whoever's in the whoever's in the seat right now, with Geno or whoever else he might bring in, and he can come out of there too. So. So McCoy and Fitzpatrick would be my, my guys that I'd love to bring in. Yeah, and, you know, it's funny. You know, like today, like, you know, first of all, I want to thank all our, our followers on Twitter, at TalkJetsRadio. I mean, our our Twitter account's been on fire. And, and for those that think Geno's getting cut, that's not happening. Geno's not getting yeah. traded. Geno is going to be a New York Jet this year, and he's competing for the starting job. Plain and simple. If you like it or not, he's going to be here. So those, those, whoever those people are that keep tweeting me about how Gino's <laughs> not going to be here, he's going to be here. I agree with you though, Joe. It, you know, it's going to be Fitzpatrick. You know, Matt, Matt Moore. I'm still shocked Jake Locker retired, but you know, teach their own, I guess. Um, you know, in terms of like we mentioned, Jason Worlds, another guy that hasn't really been mentioned anywhere either is Raheem Moore. And talk about a safety that can kind of fill our need. I mean, I know the Jets are bringing Marcus Gilchrist from San Diego, who's a versatile safety. He can play in the slot. He, he's you know he's got some range. But are you surprised there's nothing big about Raheem Moore right now? I'm very surprised. Um, I'm just I'm wondering if possibly maybe he's asking for too much, and that's what's kind of pulling teams back. Maybe that's what it is, his asking price may be too high, and they're just not, you know, not just going to talk about it at all and they'll just let it pass for that. But I'm really surprised that Raheem Moore hasn't, or, or hasn't seen more of a, of a kind of, you know, a, 
a kind of fanfare about him, and you haven't heard too much about him. Him and Worlds have really surprised me. Yeah, and you know, and there's and there's some you know the obvious guys that are off. You know, Pernell McPhee, Hughes, those guys are off the board pretty quick. So in terms of pass rushers, they they get wiped out fast. So for me, I, I'm surprised that there's not more talk about Jason Worlds. Um, you know, the other guy is Jabal Sherd. He's getting a lot of play today, where a lot of people are very high on him. According to a couple of people on Twitter, Brian Arakbo is not coming to New York. He's no desire to. Um, Brandon Graham resigned with Philly, so you're, you're starting to limit down your options in terms of pass rushers, which may say, hey, you know what? It's either you know if you don't get a Worlds or assured, you know you may look for a Sam Acho, who I'm not really too high on, or you look to the draft. I mean, the number six spot. I mean, you this this draft is loaded with pass rushers, so you may have to go that direction. So you know it, it's interesting. It's very interesting to see how that goes. And what we can go into now is just the linebacker position, which since we mentioned the outside rushers, you know David Harris. I mean David David Harris resigned, three years, twenty one million, fifteen guaranteed. You know Joe. You know I think they overpaid for him, but I don't have a problem with it. I mean in terms of stability, leadership, I think he's gonna be a weapon in the blitz. I mean, what's your take? I, I'm happy with the signing. I'm, I'm hopefully the hitman retires a jet, but I, I think I understand why they did it, and they, you can justify it. Yeah, absolutely. That was kind of the same take that I had. I think we did overpay for him, but when you got a guy like him, a veteran, a leader, a guy that Bowles can definitely see doing, you know, wonders in his system, then you know you might have to pay a little bit more for a guy, especially with the interest coming from Buffalo and possibly some other teams as well to bring him in. So I thought it was a. I thought it was a solid re-signing. You know, you keep your own guys when you can, especially if they're as talented as he is, as he is. So, it, you know, it was a decent re-signing. We overpaid a little bit, but, hey, you know, you got to pay to play sometimes. Yeah, that's true, and we and we have the money to spend. And, you know, the minute they signed him, everybody's like, oh, they overpaid, they overpaid. You know what? He's here. He's a quality player. He's a leader. He's respected. You know, he's going to help Todd Bowles implement his system. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, they they announced today they're going to they re-sign Bilal Powell. It's a one-year deal, so everybody's like, "Oh, he's staying. He's staying." It's a one-year deal. He's a good player. Joe, my question is this: Where is the the speed in our backfield? Like we we talked about Anton Smith, to we're blue in the face because of his dynamic playmaker ability. You have that playmaker; it changes everything. Percy Harvin was that guy. He's now gone. You know, there's there's rumors that we're talking to Roy Hallou. I mean, quality running back, a very good third back. But where is our game breaking speed on, on offense? I'm thinking that you're going to the draft for that. Uh, with Harvin gone. Um, you know, thank goodness they they got my memo <laughs> that I sent out about Halu. Uh, so they're giving him a look at. Um, you know, Anton's. I believe he's gone. I think he went to the Titans. Um, so yep. you know, I think the the draft is where we're actually going to go for that. Um, there's some feedbacks out there that we could probably get maybe second, possibly even the third round. Um, and, and we'll kind of see how they work out. So I think that's where we'll go to fill that speedback role. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping. I mean, that's something that, you know, like you lost that dimension with Percy Harvin. You don't want to lose that altogether. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I under, I like the idea of re-signing Bilal Powell. I think it's a good move. But, you know, let's not – I mean, we still need to add playmakers. And with that being said, the, the biggest news so far of Mike McCagden's you know, tenure is – Brenda Marshall. I mean, this trade came out of nowhere. We're worried about, like, Randall Cobb and all these other guys. And McCagnan, to me, pulls off a phenomenal trade. You know, it's Brandon Marshall and a seventh-round pick for the Jets' fifth-round pick. Joe, for me, it's a no-brainer, and I'll give you two good reasons why. The first is no guaranteed money in 2016 and 2017. That is a win. 
If things don't pan out this year, you cut your ties next year with any any financial ramifications. That, to me, is perfect. Yep. The other thing is, too, is this guy is a number one receiver. We talk about is Decker 1A, 1B, 1C, two, uh, high two. Brandon Marshall is the real deal. Last year, while injured, he caught 60 passes. The year before, to the numbers, 100 catches, 1,295 yards, and 12 touchdowns. When was the last time a New York Jet receiver did something like that? Years ago. Years ago. Um, I mean, it's, my, 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 it's, a, it's a no-brainer, right? This trade was a no-brainer. No-brainer. Um, you know, I'm all about making the team better. <laughs> so the Brandon Marshall trade, I actually talked about Brandon uh, coming to the team, which probably jinxed me um, a couple of shows ago um, because the Bears didn't know what they were going to do with him. Um, and I thought that he would probably be the guy that we could possibly get in in a trade and push Harvin out. Um, and that's exactly what happened. Um, but some of his concerns – some of my concerns with him are some of the same concerns we have with Harvin as well. He's a guy that is injured a lot. Um, you know, last year he had a fractured rib, a punctured lung. Even if you take that away and say, okay, Joe, you're just trying to, you know, kind of salt us. Well, he has nagging knee and ankle injuries, and that's something that's kind of slowed him down through the season. So he's been able to play through those things, but those have been nagging injuries that have hurt him. So that's something we need to look at as well. And another thing that we also need to talk about with him is his locker room presence. There's been there's a there's a thing that follows him from the Broncos to the Dolphins to the Bears that he is a problem in the locker room. Even the Bears offensive coordinators have said things like if he when he came off the field, if we told him, Listen, this is a play that was called and you ran the wrong route, he would explode on them. So, you know, there, there's some issues with Brandon Marshall, but like you said, he is a certified number one. I'm not taking that away at all. This guy can catch the football, he's a red zone threat, you know, he, he can run routes with the best of them. And he'll get things done, but there's still some concerns with him, you know. But and I'm going to address your concerns because I become I become a fa- I become a member of the Brendan Marshall fan club, and oh. I'll say this: I, I will I will agree that there are locker room concerns, things like that. I will say this: I love his tenacious nature. I love his competitive attitude. That kind of size at the wide receiver position along with Eric Decker, I mean, a red zone target. I mean, we have big receivers now that have to be accounted for. The physical, they're competitive. I like that. The other thing, too, is that, you know, Todd Bowles has familiarity with them. Carl Durrell has familiarity. They coached him before. And the, the one, Rex Hogan in the Jets front office, he has ties with him from Chicago. So everybody kind of has, you know, the Jets aren't going into this blind saying, hey, you know what, Brendan Marsh is a big name. Let's take a chance. No, they, they have, they've already had exposure to him from the head coach to position coach to the front office. So for me, that that is a little bit kind of reassuring where it's not a complete, you know, oh, my God, we're going to be in trouble. So, you know, based on that, based on the, you know, even his salary this year, Joe, isn't bad. I think it's like $7.5 million or something like that. That's tolerable. Yep. You know, it, it's like, it's, you know, I understand why Chicago cut ties with him. But, dude, it's like it makes sense. It's a splash move. It came out of nowhere. And I, I'm glad McHagney pulled the trigger on it. I, I don't have any problem with it at all. Yeah, I'm glad he did too. But, there's, like I said, there's small concerns. But still, a fifth-round pick for Brandon Marshall, that's a no-brainer. I mean, my grandma you know, it's made fun- that trade. That's just, you, know, you know what's you funny? But the, the player that cost you a stake had the same concerns, but I'm not going to say anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, the, I will honor my bet, man. I will honor my bet. Like I said, hey, thanks for everybody, man. We're gonna we're gonna take our next caller now. This is uh Rob who wants to talk about free agency in the draft. Rob, this is Joe and Tyson. Let's talk Jets. How you doing, man? 
Joe, man, thanks for having me on, dude. It's, uh, you know, first-time caller. Saw you got Twitter handle, and it was like, got an hour and a half drive home, and I'm in traffic, so let's talk just football. <laughs> what do you think of uh, the move so far? I mean, they, they signed the corner, offensive lineman. They kept Harris. They kept Powell. What do you think? I think so far he's filling needs that we that we obviously needed. Uh, we got to get, you know, some, some more depth on the offensive lineman. Um, I think the Marshall trade was, I mean, we, we've been lacking a red zone target since uh, Braylon Edwards left or Plexigal Burris. I mean, we haven't had a big guy to throw the ball to in the red zone in a while. So I think that's a great move, and it puts Decker at his. He's real comfortable as the second, you know, second receiver. He's never really been a primary, so I think it puts him in a natural position too, um, and it takes a lot of pressure off of Decker as well. Um, I'm really curious. I mean, really curious to see what they do in the draft with the number six pick. I mean, I personally, I like Mariota, and I, I really would like them to go that route. Um, I know there's a lot of people talking about trading down and, you know, maybe going after a, a Randy Gregory or someone, you know, with that status. But, I mean, this guy, you put him in a Chan Gailey who is a very adaptable offensive coordinator. Um, I think he can make – I'm not saying the guy's going to be an Andrew Luck right off the bat. You know, he's going to be a, you know, great player. But, I mean, he he's – the guy, you can't, you can't deny the guy's talent. It's – I mean, he ran one of the fastest 40s since RG3, and the guy's completion and interception ratio was incredible in college. So, I mean, I'm really curious to what they see, what they do with that number six pick also. No, it's there's a there's a lot of flexibility too because now they they address wide receiver Brandon Marshall. I mean, they're addressing needs, so it could come down to like you said, a pass rusher or Mariota, which you know you can make a good argument for both. Um, you know, and I, I mean, I can I can see your point of view. I mean, I'm not as high on Mariota as other people are, but I mean, hey, what you know, I don't know. I mean, quarterbacks at this point, we're all taking a good guess on them. What is your take on Darrell Revis right now? It seems like the Jets are they're not only all in, they're ready to name a parking lot after this guy. Do you like the idea of that? Or are you willing to give this guy over forty million dollars guaranteed? I have a Revis jersey hanging up in my closet, okay? So let's just so let's just say that right off the bat. Um I was a big Revis fan when they drafted him. Um I mean I I lost I've lost a lot of respect for the guy as a as a team player and as a person when he's just bouncing off a team to team to team free agency. The guy's like a hired gun. I mean, he he just goes where the money is. He just happened to fall into a ring with New England. I don't think he went to New England thinking he was going to get a ring. I, I think he knew he was going to be competitive, but I didn't think he thought even himself that he was going to get a ring. He just fell into one. He went after the money. Now... That being said, what is our biggest position need right now is cornerback. I mean, we still the jury still up on D Milner. The guy gets hurt as much as Derek Rose in basketball. I mean, the guy's always hurt. And Dexter McDougal is still out there. We don't know what he's capable of doing. Um, I think I, I hate to sell the farm like uh, um, uh, what's the face used to always do. Uh, man, I just Lost memory of uh, who's the uh, GM before his name? That freaking dude. Uh, he leaves the cattle farm and everybody. Yeah, dude, Tannenbaum. Yeah, man. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be married to a cornerback. Um, because I think 
it was a time when Revis was just taking up so much money that we couldn't address the positions. I kind of like to see us be honest with you. I wouldn't be mad if they signed them, but I mean, where, where else can we go right now? We can go to Cromartie, and you know, he, he's, he's pretty good. He'll be better than what we have. I, you know, to be honest with you, I wouldn't be mad if they signed him, but if they decide not to sign him and he is using us as leverage to stay with the Patriots, which I kind of still feel like he's doing because he's such a, you know, he, he's like that. Like, he just will use other teams against each other to make more money for himself. Um, I, I don't know, man. I'd like to see us get younger, but we, we, we already have young guys there that maybe need some guidance. And I don't think anybody really talks about that aspect also. Uh Revis would be great for him to come in and mentor a Z Milner, to mentor Dexter McDougal, maybe even Calvin Pryor even out there. I mean, to show him some more coverage skills because Calvin Pryor doesn't really have a lot of good, good coverage skills. So in that aspect, yeah, I think he'd be great in that. But, I mean, the jury's still out for me. I'd love to put that Revis jersey back on and him to prove me wrong. But um, I don't know. What, well, like, what do you guys think? I mean, I could yeah. ramble on for an hour about it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I, I definitely agree with you on some of your points. He definitely could coach some of the corners, uh, could help us if he comes back, but he does come back at a hefty price tag. Um, I'm wondering at another position in need, what do you think about the re-signing of David Harris? Uh, David Harris? Yes. Yeah, um, I like David Harris. I mean, the guy is, you know, he's been, he's not a superstar, but he does his job. You know what I mean? Like, he's there every week. He doesn't complain. Um, now, be it, he's not going to be with a Rex Ryan defense anymore, so we got to see how that adjustment goes with Bowles. Um, I'm still waiting for them to re-sign Wilkerson. Uh, I mean, I'll give him an extension, the big money that he deserves. I haven't heard or said – no one said anything about Wilkerson since this whole deal started. So I kind of wonder what's going on that. Um, but I think we need to get younger in linebacker for sure. Um, you know, there's just a lot of – we just had a lot of – all the guys, I mean, Demario Davis is, you know, young and he's fast, and I think we need more players like Demario, and David Harris is a good player. I like to see them get younger, and I think they're going to address that in draft. Um, you know, I got a feeling they might even address that in the sixth pick and maybe bring in a linebacker there that's young and fast and, you know, could be beastly um, there, but... Uh, like See Rob, we just Harris Rob, we just changed we just changed we just changed you from going quarterback at six to a linebacker at six. See how good we are at this? <laughs> yeah, I mean we have so many we have so many positions that we gotta address. I mean it's fine you know, we can't get Mariota if they don't go quarterback, then they're gonna do a linebacker. Um there's no quarterback worth drafting in the first in the top ten this year. So they're either going linebacker, you're going um they're going quarterback. Um I don't know what you guys think, but I mean, like I said, man, we need we need so many positions that it's like, well, you know, maybe even better trading down. I would love to see the Eagles give us a uh, a, uh, a, a like a, a Washington Redskins type pick that they went to RG three, where the Rams ended up, you know, getting the farm and they were able to, you know, to secure all these first and second round picks. I would love if they did that with us. I think that would be the smartest move. Yeah, Rob, we can only hope. Well, dude, thanks for calling in. We know you're a first-time caller. We definitely appreciate it. Hopefully this Revis saga is over today, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. All right, cool. Hey, do you think they're going to be negotiating that diner again out in uh, 
Officer New York, you think so, Uncle? <laughs> I, I, I think I think Mike Tannenbaum found his he found his own diner down in Florida somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you see. <laughs> All right, guys, appreciate it, man. Thanks for thanks for me. Thank you, Rob. You know, and Joe, that was a great call from Rob. You know, it's amazing. A lot yeah. of Jeff fans, they, they, they've they studied free agency inside out and backwards, and they're, they're bringing some good information. Now, Joe, we have a guy on, we're bringing on right now. This guy is a Twitter legend. I mean, this guy gains followers every day. He's not scared to share his opinions, and he gets torn to shreds for him, but he always shares them. This is Jude from North Carolina. Jude, it's Joe and Tyson. What's up, man? How are you doing? We're doing good, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So, Jude, what do you think, uh, man? We made some we made some signings today. We we kept some players. What's your initial thoughts on this? Well, I'm liking what we're doing right now so far. Oh. I'm I'm liking what we're doing right now so far. Hold on. I'm like sorry. Like what we're doing right now so far. I like what we did with Harris. Like what we did with Buster Screen. Powell is a good thing, too. Everything's good so far, better than last year, for sure. Okay, Najud, you, you know when you call on this show, we're not going to let you get away with vague statements, that we're going to ask you questions <laughs> of why you actually like somebody. So let's start with the corner, because the corner was you know, initially met with some instant criticism with, you know, about his size, his penalties, things like that. So what do you like about Buster Screen? Well, I mean, I like the fact he had, like, what, four interceptions this season and that's pretty much more than our entire secondary, as much if not more than our entire secondary this year, which is really embarrassing, even with the penalties. So that's one thing I like instantly. Watching Buster Screen a couple of times, he was pretty good. I couldn't really complain about him so much. I think that he'd be a good addition. I really like his contract, though, which averages around, what, 6.25 per year, and Maxwell got 10. So I think we made out pretty good on that. So I'm liking it. Okay, well, hello, Jude. This is Joe. Uh, I wanted to kind of figure out what you thought about Bilal Powell, us resigning him, and do you think we need to go elsewhere and look for a speed back as well, or what, what kind of running backs are you still looking at that are out there? I I like the fact that we resigned Powell. I mean, he's, he's an enigma to me because he's just one of those guys that's just, you know, just there, does his work every day, put him in the game, he gets you some yards, but – you feel as though you can get someone else and for running back. I mean, it's not like we're paying him $20 million a year. So I wouldn't mind if we went after someone else as well. I know we're going after Halu, but he seems more similar to me than Ivory. So I would like someone that's more shifty and speedy like a Spiller or someone like that. So I hope we go after guys like that. Yeah, I agree. And, like, you know, the thing about Bilal Powell is I think last year we were all kind of annoyed that he wasn't being maximized more. I mean, you could make an argument that he should have took some of Chris Johnson's carries. So, you know, I'm glad he returned. It's a one-year deal, almost like a show-me deal in some aspects, where it's like, hey, here's your chance to play in space under Chan Gailey and see what you can do with it. So I agree with you. I mean, I'd like to see an explosive back. I think Halu is a good back, but he doesn't bring that dimension that we're looking for. Jude, what's your take on, on Carpenter, who – you know, when he got signed, I mean, he got it got torn to shreds by several analysts saying he's good in pass protection, not good against the run, conditioning is, you know, conditioning issues, injury issues, like a Willie Cologne kind of player. What is your take on Carpenter? Well, I mean, I watched him a couple of times the Seahawks. I mean, I wasn't like super like scouting him like PFF. I mean, didn't look terrible, 
But with what you're saying right now, it's sort of it's sort of a tiny concern to me because we had those problems with Bruno in which he was a okay run blocker, but it was bad pass protection. What I'm hoping is we go to the draft to fortify that position as well. That would be a good idea because we yeah, can't really count on Winters. I mean, we can't really count on Winters. He's terrible. He sucks. Uh, and yeah. Yeah, going to the draft would definitely shore that up. There's a couple guys in the draft that would definitely fit our team. Um, I'm also want to see your take on Revis, Jude. What do you think about our chase for him? And do you think uh, that it's necessary? Okay, well, with Revis, you probably see I would really like him back. I feel as though we do have the cap space necessary to bring him back. I know there were a couple of people, one was the big fan of the X guy, who made a really, really good point that, Revis is going to the cap's going to go up over the years. So whatever money we're paying Revis now, it may look prohibitive prohibitive now, but over time it's not going to look that bad. So it's time to amend the mistake of really letting him go. I thought it was a good idea at first to let him go, but now you see it really isn't a good idea. And if the Patriots let him go, it's our chance really because if he signs back there, he's not coming back out. So I like the. But like I, listen, we all we all respect Revis's ability, things like that. But are you concerned that Woody Johnson and the New York Jets have paid they they paid themselves into a corner here? I mean, they're all in. There, there's no secrets now. They, they they want him. They're going to show him the money. Don't you? Aren't you scared at all if they don't get him? The repercussions of that, just the backlash, the pissed off fans. Like, like, do you think it's it's not to be so blatantly obvious how bad you want this player? Uh, you know. I think there was. I think the the backlash would be bad, but it's not going to be nowhere near as bad as it was last year. Because last year, I don't think we heard anything about us even wanting him. So the fact that I mean, if we swung and missed, that's fine. Whatever. I would rather swing and miss than not swing at all. If you get what I'm saying. So I don't think the backlash. I, I couldn't disagree more. I think last year it was kind of like we knew that Idzik and Woody Johnson didn't want him, and this year Woody Johnson's putting his face behind the negotiations, and that to me is a huge concern. I, I think, listen, I, I know they're all in. We're all excited about it. It's, a, it's the story of the day, and we'd love to have him back. But, man, it, it's just I wish the, Woody Johnson – I just wish he didn't go about it this way, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It, it does seem – I mean, it just does seem like he really – I like the fact that we're going after him too. It does just seem interesting <laughs> how much he really is letting it known, like he's not hiding it at all, which is really quite surprising since kind of low key about stuff like this. But I guess he really just—I don't know—maybe he's trying to make it seem like last season was all Idzik and not him. I think that's and, exactly what it is. Woody Woody Johnson's covering his ass by saying last year wasn't me. This year I want him. I, I, I'm not buying it one bit. Jude, we got we got plenty of calls on the line here. Before we let you go, who's your one guy that you want? Uh, before free agency is over, is there a guy you, you have your eye on? Hmm, trying to think. Uh, cornerback. You know, I would really like Romardi back, to be honest, as well. If we somehow don't get Revis back, I really would like Romardi back. Playing both system, seems to want to be here. Would be a great, great, great leader and mentor for the young guys if we're still like Milner and McDougal. We won't be expected to start those guys, but he'd still be a great leader. So I would really like throwback. Awesome. Jude, it's always good to hear from you, man. Hopefully you call in more often, man. We appreciate it. 
Okay, thank you. Thank you, Jude. And we'll keep going to the calls, Joe. Our phone lines are just lighting up like crazy right now. I think we struck some nerves here, Joe. <laughs> we'll go to we'll go to our, we'll go to our good friend Kyle. Kyle, I'm, he wants to talk free agency, I guess, as everybody does right now. Kyle, what's uh? Oh, hold on, we got we, Kyle. Before we bring you on, hold on one second. We're gonna bring on our producer Kevin. Kevin, it seems like you have got some Rebus news for us. Yeah, how you doing, bud? Um, unless up, this man? is a fake Twitter account, it looks like the uh, agents for Darrell Rebus have said that he's agreed to terms with the Jets. And that he will be really? back what, in green and white. What Twitter account is this? Do you have you verify it was like a um? Let's see, what we got here. I mean, the like Twitter Twitter my... feed is blowing up right now. With Revis has agreed to the Jets. <laughs> uh, Jake Steinberg, he's confirmed it. Revis is back. Adam Schefter just confirmed it. Darrell Revis agents announced he has agreed to terms with the New York Jets. He will be back in go. green and white. How about wow. that? Wow. There we go. There we Revis go. Island we, is we're... back. Reeves Island is back. Holy cow. This is just insane. Kevin, thank you very much, man. We'll bring you back on in a couple minutes. No problem. No problem. You got it. Well, you can't you can't ask for more better than this because now we got – this is just crazy. Kyle, this is Joe and Tyson, man, and there's just a breaking news right now. Darrell Revis is, is going to be Holy a Jet. What do you cow. think, man? Dude, I am <laughs> – so excited. I mean, he's been my favorite player. I mean, when he left, I couldn't hate him because it wasn't his fault that he left. Well, partially because of the contract for it, but um, it makes the Patriots worse. And now, since they cut Browner, because they were like, I don't know, it's great. You know, yeah. and Kyle, the thing is, you know, the thing is, Kyle, and Rob brought this up before. It's like, you know, the thing about Rebus, and listen, he's a top-level corner, but the ability to mentor Milner, McDougal, Calvin Pryor, that can't be frowned upon either. That that's a legitimate, a legitimate positive as well, don't you think? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, it's great. I will. It's got you caught off guard, doesn't it, man? Because now you're trying to check your Twitter feed, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna. I think, oh. I think he just, I think he lost, man. He's got. We're gonna go to uh, Seth from Brooklyn, who Seth is wants to talk about Revis as well, which is a story. I mean, this is just breaking news. Seth, this is Joe and Tyson. What do you think, man? I just want to take credit for telling your producer that Revis signed with the Jets. I was because I was on the Twitter feed when he was asking my name and where I'm from, and I was screaming, "Oh my God, Revis just signed!" Because I saw the I saw the first tweet coming in. So I want to take credit for the breaking news. I'm sorry. I want to take credit. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you can you can take us. We're sitting here. It's like you know, we're um, trying to do the show. And we have all these callers on here. It's like, all right, is there breaking news? How are we going to go about getting it? And so, well, first of all, Seth, thank you. And now, what are your thoughts? I mean, the, the Jets put the name behind it. Woody Johnson wanted him, and now we got him. Well, I was going to call it and say how the Jets were now in a position where they could not allow Revis to resign with the Patriots because the backlash would be as immense as it's ever been because. Unlike last year, we're coming off probably our worst season in a very, very long time, especially from a PR standpoint. And to, you know, bring a Jets fan's heart this close only to bring it would have been terrible, and it just it would have created very bad publicity. But I will say this. How often in life, or in the NFL rather, do you have the opportunity when you lose arguably the best cornerback in the NFL, maybe even the best defensive player in the NFL, considering what Revis can do, you'll lose him, and then you have the ability to bring him back in his prime against your main rival in your division. 
how many times do you have the opportunity to do it? I don't care what the cap it is. I don't care what the guaranteed money is. It's so far beyond finances right now. Bringing Reeves back is a culture change. The Jets are back. Oh. That's what this move does. It puts the Jets back on the map. It gives legitimacy to the, to the McCagney and Bulls era, and I think this is the best day the Jets have ever had in history since the game at New England in the playoffs. This is the best Jet moment since that playoff victory, in my opinion. Wow, that's a, a lot to put out there. I'm, I'm wondering, <laughs> do you think do you believe that? I mean, even what you said, you don't care what the contract is, you don't care how much the guaranteed money is. But wouldn't you have rather us take however much money that we gave him? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure it's, it's in the teens, the the mid or to high teens. Um, if we would have took that money and possibly have gone and gotten maybe three or possibly even four solid role player guys, what are your thoughts about that? What, what about if we took that money and did that? Wouldn't that have been kind of a better option than just giving all that money to one player in Revis, even though he is a very solid corner? Revis is just not a solid corner. Revis takes away one half of the entire field. Very few cornerbacks, if any, aside from Revis, have the ability to completely shut down a receiver like Revis. You could have signed three to four really good corners, probably, even though I really don't like the corner market. For instance, I'm not a huge fan of the screen signing, um, but Revis is just instrumental and the best cornerback one-on-one, which is incredible. Imperative in Todd Bowles' defense. Todd Bowles' defense, the secondary, has has gone from complete garbage, arguably the worst secondary in the NFL, to now one of the better ones with Revis there. Screen, uh, Marcus Williams, I thought played well last year. McDougal's, it's going to be like his rookie year. Uh, it's had a great secondary, but bringing Revis aboard makes it automatically from let's say 30 to 32nd in the league to I'd say in the top 15. I think Revis is just a special and unique talent that. It just it's, it, it, it's, it, his value is insurmountable, and especially you've just weakened your main rival, which I think is also incredibly important because the Patriots. Defense, I mean, especially the- yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to cut you off. I, I, I really don't care about really worry about you know, weakening the Patriots too much. They still have Tom Brady, still have Belichick. I'm not really caring about that. But here, here's my question for you. And, and listen, I, I like listen. Nobody is going to say we didn't want Reeves to come back. I think our concern was. The price tag, the money, and what else we can get, and you know, just playing every option. I give credit to Woody Johnson because you know what he put his he put his name behind it, and he got the deal done. I'll give him credit for that. It's a face of the franchise. It's a great move. But here's my thing: so doesn't it seem kind of weird that you know Woody Johnson took so much heat last year that they didn't get Revis done? He kind of blamed Idzik for it. Like Idzik became his scapegoat. Once Idzik got fired, now Woody's like, I love Revis. I want to get him back. Don't you find that kind of funny a little bit? Isn't that just – is it me just being a complete just like overlooking things or did you just kind of think that Woody realized he made a mistake, he pinned it on Idzik, and now he's letting McHagnon reap the rewards for it? No, because I genuinely believe it was an Idzik call in the sense that oh. Idzik thought that he could get <laughs> corners at a lower price like Tommy Gardner from Audio and stuff. I'm saying I, I – <laughs> Seth, I, Seth, I wish I could. I wish I could agree with you, man. I just think Woody Johnson realized he made a colossal mistake with just playing hard. You know, playing 
just playing that game with Revis because Rex wanted him back. Everybody wanted him back, and I, I have a hard time thinking it was Isaac. But with that being said, what is you know now that Revis is in the fold, which is an exciting time. I mean, it's there's a lot of pieces in place, you know, especially on defense. If you if you can shore up some things, what is your take on the quarterback position where it seems like? Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be the guy, unless it's a Matt Moore or Colt McCoy. It seems most likely that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be the guy. What is your take on that? Well, all your options are crappy in the quarterback market. There's no quarterback you could assign that's going to win you games, to be quite honest. But if Ryan Fitzpatrick gets cut, which I expect he will, you have to put him at the top of the list because look at his stats before he got injured. He was thrown, I believe, seven to eight more touchdowns and interceptions, and this guy has thrown 25 touchdowns, I think, once or twice in his career. Even though he is an interception machine, the guy does make plays, and he is uh, pretty good uh, reading defenses. But but Bryce Patrick is not the answer by any means. But you know what? I think you can do worse as maybe a one-year stopgap if you want to wait for the 2016 draft, which is going to be really deep at quarterback. So I would I rather Fitzpatrick than Hoyer. So if that's the case, and we end up with Fitzpatrick, I'll be I'll be somewhat happy about that compared to Brian Hoyer because I think Fitzpatrick has higher upside and has proven to play at a at maybe a competent level as opposed to a subpar level like Brian Hoyer. Yeah, no, I, I would definitely agree. And as you know, as as we end this, is there anybody you're looking to address? I mean, we it's a huge. I mean, this is breaking news. This is crazy. Is there anybody else you have your eye on? Is it a safety or is it a pass rusher? Anybody else you have your eye on? Yes. Yes. I know we're not connected to him. I really wish we were. Raheem Morris. I think he's the best safety left yeah. in the market. I think he'd do great at free safety. Uh, he'd even just strengthen the secondary now. Um, I understand Gilchrist is visiting us tonight. I like him in the sense that he's a scheme fit because he's uh, flexible. He can play both corner and strong safety and maybe a little bit of free safety. But I just feel like Raheem Morris is more of that natural free safety. And then it will allow Kevin Pryor to play his more natural position as opposed to being in coverage where he gets burned more often um, instead of blitzing and such. So I really feel like Raheem Morris would be a great fit from a talent standpoint and from a scheme standpoint. I, it's just a shame that they haven't really, you know, been in touch with him, it seems. But um, I, if, that was, if there was one player I could sign outside of Rebus now who just signed, obviously, it would be Raheem Morris. Yeah, Raheem Morris, that's a very interesting take on him. I'm surprised as well that he hasn't got as much fanfare as I believe that he should have. Um, I wonder what are your thoughts about James Carpenter? And that's bringing him in. What, what do you think he'll be able to do in our offensive line? I mean, I wasn't really happy originally with the signing because I really thought the upgrade was not significant over Willie Colon. I mean, he obviously has higher upside, and he's somewhat better in pass protection, but probably just as bad against the run. Um, so I wasn't so happy when I heard, first heard the signing, but then I looked at the term at it. It's only a four-year deal. He's only 26 years old. He's only He's making less than $5 million per year. Um, you know, the guy is still in a championship line. I mean, he, was, he wasn't the best asset on the line, but he still played. He had, he had playoff experience. So, I mean, it's not the worst signing in the world, but there are plenty of guards that were better, such as Ayu Potty, uh, Franklin, uh, Bowling, who's still out there. There are better options. So, I'm fine with Carpenter replacing, replacing Cologne as long as they get an additional piece to play alongside him. Um, Carpenter cannot be the only addition to the offensive line. If so, he's a, that's a failure by McCagnan. But I, so I really hope they consider signing someone else from the free agent market or drafting another offensive lineman because Carpenter enough is not going to fix the woes the offensive line displayed last season. 
Seth, you're dropping some great knowledge, man, and we appreciate you calling in. I, I think actually Carpenter could go to the left side. I don't think he's going to replace Cologne. I think he plays like Cologne, but I don't think he's going to replace him. But, you know, and, and the weird thing is, is that Bollinger's still available. Bowling's still available too, which is interesting. It's it's a very interesting dynamic how this is all working out. Now with with Revis in the fold, which is breaking news. I'm sure everybody that's listening already knows that. What is your take on Cromartie? Do you still bring in Cromartie, or you say, you know what, we have Marcus Williams, we have Miller McDougal, we're set, address safety instead? Um, no, I think leave Cromartie alone because I think you invested enough in the secondary now. You obviously are probably spending in the high teens for Revis, and you just signed screen. You have Marcus Williams, who played well. You have McDougal, who, who might play well. It's, it's, it's going to be like his rookie season because he was out the entire year last year, so that's an unknown I think they might draft a corner still in the middle to late round. So I think you leave the cornerbacks alone. I think you target a safety, and I think you target another offensive lineman, and then you roll into the draft and you take the best player available, whether that's Marcus Mariota if you if, if McKinnon likes him, or you take one of the better pass rushes available at the top. So I, I think we're done at cornerback, and I don't think it's worth um, investing the resources into Cromartie because – uh, I think we've invested enough there. I think it's like I said, safety needs attention. Another offensive lineman like Bowling, I think that'd be great. And uh, maybe a corner in the draft. But I think for Marty, I think it's enough. I, I think, you know, we've invested enough. And I and I, I think Screen, like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of the signing. But one thing I will say about him, very versatile in what he can do. And Bowling yep. loves cornerbacks that are versatile. So I'm so I'm in, I'm intrigued by the signing. I can't say I love the player, but I'm intrigued by the scheme set. So I say we leave uh, leave Cromartie alone. It's enough nostalgia for one night. <laughs> um, but I would love to see Raheem Morris. If Raheem Morris can get signed by the Jets, I would give this offseason probably an A for McKagan. Yeah, no doubt. I, I was thinking the same thing. If you get, you know, and like you mentioned a couple of things. I mean, Gilchrist is a versatile safety, not not as good as Moore, no doubt. You know, and I, I agree with Kamari too. I think we move on now. Now it's like we have young players. We have screen. You know, we have screen. We have Rebus. I, I think we're fine. Seth, thanks. First of all, thanks for breaking news for us because you know our Twitter account now is completely off the chain. We can't even keep track of it. So thanks for breaking the news and thanks for calling in once again, man. We definitely appreciate it. My pleasure, guys. Rebus. <laughs> <laughs> we, we things are wacky, and uh, we're gonna bring Kevin on real quick because obviously the um, we had the Revis things going insane, but I think Kevin's got some more news for us too. Kevin, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing? Uh, the other news tonight is just that uh, Roy Hill is off the board. He signed with Oakland. I don't know the term of the contract yet, though. Cool. And what's uh, Kevin? You you're, you got the post Twitter. What's Twitter like right now with all the Revis stuff? Is it complete insanity? Oh, Twitter. Twi- Twitter is going absolutely nuts right now about Revis coming back. It's insane right now. Jets fans are excited. Is there any? Is there anything about the terms? Is it forty million guaranteed? Did they release anything yet or no? Uh, no, nothing on the terms yet. No, I'm still waiting to find out about that. I'm closely monitoring Schefter's page, hoping to find out something. But yeah, I would assume it's probably what's been reported somewhere in the three to forty-eight million range, unless they went higher. Awesome, Kevin. Thanks, man. Anything comes in, just let us know. No problem. You got it. You know, Joe, we we you know we have a pretty pretty cool thing here. Not only is our producer like helping us with our calls, he's actually breaking news for us. How cool is this show coming right now? <laughs> it's awesome, man. He's he's breaking in, letting us know what's going on, and signing out. That's it. We got a great producer, man. <laughs> you know, so it's it's obviously an exciting time. I mean, you know, we we were you know in terms of doing a radio show, we always got to do you know play devil's advocate and share our thoughts and things like this. But it's it's hard to not be thrilled about getting Revis back in the fold. It's a significant upgrade to the defense. You know, it's just it addresses a huge need. 
it's he's the new he's obviously the face of the franchise and everything else now. I mean, you know, and you know, we're seeing some of these tweets. I mean, Mo Wilkerson's still getting paid. That's not going to be an issue. Where I saw some tweets where it's like, well, what about Mo? We still have significant cap space, even if Revis does make you know seventeen million guaranteed this year. It that's not going to be an issue. I mean, don't you agree, Joe? Yes, absolutely. I am so excited that Revis is back. I re- I really really am. Um, he's going to do wonders for our secondary. Um, and I'm hoping that we do get a deal locked down and get Mo paid immediately. Like you said, we still have cap space enough to get him in. So I'm really hoping we get the deal done this year and really fill him up, make him a Jet for life. Yeah, I agree. And Kyle, Kyle, Kyle sent us a message that he's sorry that he uh, he got sidetracked. He was in the midst of so excited about Revis that he uh, he dropped his call, which is we completely understand that. You know, it's, it's, it's just crazy, Joe, to be honest with you. But, you know, what's interesting now is, like, you look at this defense, you know, that, that number six pick gets very interesting now in the draft because now it's like if you don't get a pass rusher now in free agency, you can go in the draft and get one. So now it's like what do you do with this money that we have to spend? Are you going to spend big on the safety? You know, like, you have options. Like, Reeves is the top of the line, so you have your corner basically addressed. You know, you could spend more money on the offensive line and safety and then maybe go pass rush from the draft. Yeah, my thoughts is that I wouldn't spend on the offensive line. I, don't, I mean, Jake Long is actually a guy I wanted to mention. He's a, a guy I'm intrigued by. I'm wondering if we can if we could bring him in and kind of kick the tires on him and see what he would come in at. I know he has injury history, uh, but if he can come in at the right at the right amount, then I would definitely take a chance on him as far as our offensive line. But I feel like you can address the offensive line in the draft. Um, I, w- I would definitely look to see, kind of kick the tires and see if you can find maybe a pass rusher if another guy might be out there. Uh, might want to try to go after Jason Rose, maybe address our linebacking core. Um, but I, w- I would definitely look more towards the offensive line in the draft. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is not, I'll give credit to one of the guys I just tweeted us. It's uh, JB at Montreal 57. You know, getting Revis back and, and adding these pieces – you're not going to see Calvin Pryor playing in his true position now. I mean, you're going to start addressing mm-hmm. place. You know, you're addressing a position now where your your safety is actually going to play where he's supposed to play and not be running around like like you know a deer in headlights. So that's that's a great point by um, JB. Man, Joe, I can't even explain to you how crazy our Twitter account is right now. But you know, it, it's 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 a significant move and now it gives us flexibility. Um, you know, now it's just you got to look at you know quarterback. That's we talked about it earlier. You said Colt McCoy. I said you know Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know it's like now do you 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 have options and now it's like it's starting to get a little bit exciting now. Cause now it's like you have a very good defense. It's going to be aggressive under Todd Bowles. Now if you can get something out of this offense, this team could be competitive and make things quite interesting in the AFC East. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like like we spoke about earlier. You know you want a Fitzpatrick. I want a McCoy. Um, if you can just get a guy in here that doesn't do something stupid, doesn't throw a bunch of interceptions, yep. just manage the game, and, and just finds a way to produce points, you know, 21, you know, 14 to 21 points with our defense looking the way it's looking right now, and it's not even totally completely done because um, they might want to add some pieces as well, then we could definitely be looking up. So we, we just got to get a guy in here, and it might even be Gino. If Gino can learn to just, Settle down, make the smart throw, don't throw a bunch of interceptions, no turnovers, then we could we could be looking at a pretty solid season. 
Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, and it's like, you know, with the cap space we have, I mean, you can get Wilkerson signed and still spend more money. We have significant money. You know, I don't, I don't believe the, the contract terms were announced yet. I'm sure they'll be out shortly because this, this is going to be a mega deal that's going to have everybody just dying for information. So I'm sure Schefter will release it soon. So it's man, this is Joe. This is just a crazy time to be a Jets fan. It's like you could see based on the reactions, you know, Twitter's fired up. And you know the funny thing is, like Mike McCagnan right now is a hero. Woody Johnson's gonna get credit, but everybody's gonna be like, Mike McCagnan came in, he traded for Brandon Marshall, and he signed the Rebus. I mean, what better? Once he extends Mo, he's gonna have like a lifetime contract with the fan base. <laughs> Mike McCagnan for president. <laughs> Mike McCagnan for president. He's kissing babies. He's waving, man. He's ready. Yeah. Uh, if he, if he, he gets these guys, if he gets Mo signed and gets them in, man, I mean, he, he's he working wonders right now. He really, really is. And I, I, for me, I want to see how he does in the draft as well. I want to see how, how he works the draft order. If this dude does what I think he could do with the first-round pick, and he makes moves and really plays the draft board correctly, man, it's just there's nothing you can say about him. There's nothing you can really say to him. He's really wheeling and dealing and doing his job and being smart as well. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he he's fallen into some real. He, I mean, he's fallen into a perfect situation. I mean, he's he's buying himself some wiggle room for like three years at this point. I mean, it's 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 just comical, man. I just I can never imagine it was gonna go down like this, especially when we're on the radio, which is kind of funny. So, I mean, I don't know. Is there any other players you want to cover right now? I'm sure everybody wants to you know go through the Rebus things. I mean, I think we've covered a lot of things. You know, there's positions still of need. You know, offensive line. You know, like to see another running back added, and there's some other pieces that we still need. Is there any guys that have you, have you that are on your radar? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm really disappointed we didn't get Roy Hulu. He ended up with the Raiders. That 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 sucks. But I really wanted to get your take on Jake Long. I spoke about it a little bit earlier. What do you think about him? Good question, man. That, that's a good question. I mean, I just saw that he was released too. That's uh, what is your take? I have I have a, I'm going to say something about what you say at first. I, so you <laughs> my thing, my thing. Okay, I mean clearly, yes, he's injury prone and all those things. I think he's done at right tackle. I mean, I think he's done at left tackle. I don't think he can be out there anymore. I don't think his mobility is there or anything. What are your thoughts about possibly moving him in, possibly making him a right guard, something like that, something to tinker with there? What do you take? What's your take on that? It's worth a shot. It's definitely worth a shot. I mean, he's got talent. I, I mean, I'm just not sure how much his play is diminished. I'm not sure if he's and what he's willing to accept in terms of pay, if he's willing to even move. These are all things. I mean, it's a it's a catching email. I was starting to look up his like his what he's been doing lately because I really haven't looked him up. But uh, it's an interesting name, man. It really is. Yeah. And the other, yeah. you know, I'm still looking at um, I'm still looking at bowling that hasn't signed anywhere. That it's just interesting. I don't know why they. It's, it's some. Uh-oh. Schefter tweet on Reeves' deal. No specific, but it will make him the highest-paid cornerback in the history of the NFL. Uh, well, Reeves got what he wanted, man. Yeah, <laughs> Reeves got what he wanted. This is not going to make anybody – this is not going to surprise anybody. This is his last big contract, and he's going to make it in New York. I really want to see these numbers. I'm not going to lie. I'm glad to have him back, but, man, I really want to see these numbers. If they're as high as I think – that he possibly could be. I mean, he he he's got to perform. I mean, if he performs at top level, then it is what it is. But man, we definitely. I'm pretty sure we paid for him for real. <laughs> yeah, no, we did. And you know, and Jason from OverTheCap.com made a good point. He's like, if you're gonna if you're gonna have this contract, you front load it this year where we have yeah. the cap space. 
So that you know, if it's this year is say twenty million, and next two years a little bit less, as his as his skill set could diminish, the you know the the price tag goes down with it. I wouldn't necessarily hate that too much. You know, it's it's is just crazy, man. I could never imagine that this was going to go down <laughs> like this, and and you just know, like I could just see that you just know the numbers are going to be astronomical. Yeah, absolutely, and that, I just I just want to see it. I just want to see how much he's actually making. Oh man, this this is crazy, and for it to just be going live while we're while we're on, it, it's not. You know the other thing too. Is I just I just did a quick thing on Jake Long too, and they said that he was contemplating retirement at one point too. So he's he's rehabbing an ACL tear and he's he's contemplating retirement. So that's something to keep in mind too. You know when looking as an option, you know that's not that's never a good sign. <laughs> yeah, he, he talked about that in the past because he tore his ACL twice, um, and that's why I think he's done in tackle. I don't think he has the mobility to do with speed rushes anymore. Uh, coming out of his stance, getting back quick, getting his hands out. I don't think he has that. But I think that if he if he gets his mentality right and you, we can move him inside to right guard, man, he, he would excel there. I really do. I, I think he would excel. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, we, hopefully there's more information is going to play out. We'll see what happens with this big contract. We'll see what kind of players are going to be, you know, that are still available. What else the Jets do? But I, think, I mean, they hit the jackpot with this one. I don't even – I mean, they're they're gonna have their headlines back. They have their their franchise player back, and uh, damn, I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see Revis and Todd Bowles' defense with a very aggressive pass rush. You know, David Harris on the blitz, and then you assume that we're gonna land either somebody in free agent or in the draft. I mean, that's it's it's a whole new ball game here, man. I it's just I I just can't even fathom it, dude. This is just unbelievable. Yeah, McCagney came in and turned it around. I mean. He's like I said, he's working, he's wheeling and dealing. I mean, these tickets are, I'm sure the tickets are flying off the shelves now. Everybody's definitely ready to come back. We got, we got Revis back. Things are looking up. The team's looking a lot better. So, yeah, I, all I can say is go Jets. We're definitely, we're, we're making moves. Yeah, we're making moves. I mean, we had the money. And then it's like we're seeing tweets. It's like, thank Isaac for the cap space. I'm not thanking Isaac for anything. Cause if he would have hand, handled his business right last year, we wouldn't be in the spot we're in this year. So I'm not going to thank Isaac for anything. But, Joe, I mean, I guess we'll, I will wrap it up. Cause, I mean, there's just I think everybody's just enamored with this Reba story. So we want to thank all the callers. We had like six callers on the line. And then once the Reba news broke, they all started hanging up, which is kind of funny. But uh, we want to thank our callers. Um Thank everybody on Twitter and our listeners. I mean, this is complete chaos right now. And if we have more breaking news, if we have to arrange another show between now and next Tuesday, we'll do our best to do that. And uh, that's it. First of all, I want to thank, definitely thank Kevin, who found time to produce our show and uh, break news for us. And, Joe, share your information as well. Yes. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is our Facebook page. Please go like our Facebook page. It's Let's Talk Jets on Facebook. Uh, there's conversation spread there. Our content is there as well. Please go, you know, listen to our stuff over there too, uh, as well as on iTunes. Uh, my YouTube is YoungJ00. My Twitter is YoungJ000. That's three zeros for Twitter, two for YouTube. I do videos on YouTube. I talk about the Jets. I, I go through the season. I pick teams as well. Um, I recap my picks too. I'll be covering Jets free agency as well. Please comment, rate, subscribe over there, guys. And I just want to thank everyone on Twitter that tweets me, that follows me, that is always trying to talk to me. I, I, I really enjoy talking to you guys about football. Everyone that wants to talk to me, call me Joe McCagnon, my uncle uh, McCagnon there. He's in the Jets front office making his uh, moves. So thank you guys very, very much. 
Yeah, well said, man. And thank you to our listeners. Thank you, and a major thank you to Kevin too. We'll make sure we share out his information because he's doing a hell of a job with our calls and helping us get the show organized. So we definitely appreciate it. So, like I said, if we have things going on, five years, seventy million. Is that what this contract is? Hold on, we're bringing oh. Kevin on. Hold on one second here. <laughs> Wait, Kevin, talk to us, man. What just happened? So Manish Mehta just tweeted out the deals for five years, seventy million, thirty-nine fully guaranteed. It'll be forty-eight million in the first three years. So that makes oh. sense. So you figure if it's forty-eight million the first, he's getting sixteen million the first three years. Oh, oh those, those last three years. <laughs> that was, oh. Yeah, I don't know what those well, last three years are going to look like. Yeah, that's a. I mean, Kevin, what's your take on this? I mean, are you excited as we are? Like, are you? That's mega money. Damn. I, I don't even care about the money with the defensive line that we have right now. Revis never had this in his first few years, so this should be an exciting defense to watch. Yeah, that's just that's that's some serious money. So you figure forty-eight to yeah, that's that's the kind of money he's always wanted. And you you know the thing is too is when you get Byron Maxwell the money he got, I mean you got to look at him compared to Revis. I mean it's hard to hard to argue I guess at this point. Absolutely, man, dude, that all right, that Kevin. Is <laughs> hey, Kevin, before we let you go, share your share your Twitter ID so everybody can make sure they give you a follow. Oh uh, sure, I'm at uh, KS one nine eight eight. NYJ. Awesome. Yeah, make sure you guys follow him. Kevin's a good follow. He shares a lot of great Jets opinions, and, uh, you know, we got a lot to talk about. That's for damn sure. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Uh, no problem. All right, Joe. Well, this show has just been never-ending with information. This is craziness. So, um, you know, good talking to you, man, and if we get to talk again soon, we're going to definitely do so. Yes, most definitely. Good talking to you as well, man. Have a good night, man. All right, good night. Thank mm-hmm. you.